The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome to yet another episode of Ottawa's only daily sports and whatever podcast. Uh, it's all about Ottawa sports talk and fun. It's Steve and Jimmy. It's smoozing it up again. I don't know what I'm doing. Calm down. Okay, uh, I, should, down. I need yeah. to calm down. You're absolutely right. I do need to calm down. Welcome to the show, everybody. And James, how are you today? Yeah, a couple of chevrons, Stevie. Okay, <laughs> a little too close. You're riding my bumper here. Okay, let's yeah, move her yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're very early for you. I got to say, it's yeah. Uh, this is a terrible time for me. Uh, yeah. So cranky, Jimmy. Today, actually, I'm getting up earlier. Yeah, I'm getting up a little earlier, Stevie. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm. I love the late night. And and by the way, uh, I spent uh, a lot of time this week. I watched Afterlife again. Remember how we just love that show, Ricky Gervais. Beautiful uh, show. You might have been the guy who got me onto that uh, afterlife, and and then people were telling me, well, you got to watch his other one that he did, uh, and he's a great story, right? He he originally did The Office in in uh, United Kingdom, and then he's got this whole idea where he does a short amount of shows, just a couple of seasons, six or seven episodes. They're only twenty two minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and then he and then he sells them to the states, you know, uh, like he did The Office. You know, The right. Office, Steve. He did. I haven't watched it yet. 21 years ago, okay? Wow. That, that that Ricky Gervais did that. I also found out he was in like a boy band, okay? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, all like a Duran Duran thing. Yeah. Okay, I, I immediately had to stop the show down and find a clip of Ricky Gervais in a boy band. The band was called, and it was around 1983, Siona Dancing, and this is a little snippet of Ricky Gervais in a boy band. Okay, um, I'm quite confident he, he's made the uh, right decision transitioning to comedy. All right, back to our show. The other thing is, people are saying, well, you got to watch Derek. Okay, was another Ricky Gervais show. Uh, same idea, six six or seven episodes, couple of seasons. Um, and and a, a great story about an autistic guy who's a, who works at a nursing home. Um, and with the, him as Derek, uh, and the wife, his wife in afterlife is, is, is the managing nurse of this place. And I didn't want to watch it because I loved afterlife so much, loved it, cried, laughed every, almost every show I had a lump in my throat and then laughing my head off, you know? Right. And it's just, as you said, it's just so impressive how the guy writes and, and everything. I thought, well, okay, I'll flip on Derek just as good, Stevie, if not yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it? Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I, it's been a long time, so I don't remember too much about it, but I did, uh, I do recall at this moment, you know, how believable that, uh, Ricky Gervais was in the role. Like he's a really good actor on top of everything else. That's the thing about a lot of these stand-up comedians who transition, whether they're on Saturday night live or stand up, uh, they transition to the movies and, or, or a TV show that's maybe, uh, you know, relies on some acting and, and they can a lot of them can really pull it off, and certainly Ricky Gervais is near the top of that list. Yeah. Now the reason I bring that up, Stevie, uh, is um, Ricky Gervais' agent. Okay, uh, I don't I don't have an agent, 
Okay, I don't have an agent, uh, but but there are agents out there. Okay, yes. who I've, I've done work for. Uh, Ricky Gervais' agent got a hold of the guy I use, right? And mm-hmm. they want to. They're they're asking me if I would be interested in a new series. And I don't know. Really, I'm not kidding you. Yeah, with Ricky Gervais, one of my what? idols. Yeah, really? No, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. Well, tell me more. Yeah, April Fools. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Huh? Yeah, I don't mind that because it's victimless and I don't feel humiliated or anything. You just got yeah, me, no. that's all. Yeah, because we usually, well, remember we ran some uh, April Fool's uh, stories. Oh, we yeah, did. I was just talking about that uh, yesterday. Some um, Ian Mendez put a post out like, what's the best April Fool's prank that's sports related that you've ever been involved in? And I went to the one that you, myself, and JR came up with, where we told our audience, and it was probably not a good idea in hindsight, we told our whole audience that the Sens' first-round playoff games one year were all going to be blacked out in our region (laughs) so that we could uh, show only Leaf games. And and because everybody's got that thought that there's this big Leaf bias, it was so believable for most of the listeners they were calling the CBC ombudsman. They were calling the CBC. They were calling us to complain. And we were like kind of nodding our head. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a total <laughs> ripoff. But the problem was, you know how people listen to the radio, particularly morning shows. It's 20, 30 minutes of their morning and then they're off to work. We kept the thing going through the whole show. And then, you know, by 10 a.m. when no one's listening anymore, we said April Fool's. Right, so nobody right. heard the April Fool's part at all. And yeah. so, you know, we had politicians out west being asked about it at news conferences and things like that. It spread across the country like wildfire. Yeah, the best. Absolutely the best. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I love it. I love April Fool's because um, I forget for a second. So I, I bite, you know, I bite on, right. on the stuff. And uh, uh, the other one was we said they're going to put in a toll on the Queensway. So it was one of oh, the yeah. ones we, we did one year. And... It was like heavy toll, Stevie, like 11 bucks per way. So if you live in Canada and work downtown, it's going to be 22 snipes a day right. to, to use the Queensway. And uh, we've never had a toll bridge. You know, we've never had a toll highway. It's time, that blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then, then a girl phoned crying, saying, I'm a single mother. I can't afford this. You know, I, well, what am I going to do? And everyone's looking at me like going, good one, Jim. Good one. And uh, I said, well, if we're going to do it, okay, we got to pile on here, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So she calls crying, I can't afford that. You know, I said, well, it's only between between certain times, okay? So it's from 7 in the morning till 9, and then from 4 in the afternoon till 6.30 at night. Right. Okay, so here's what you have to do is you're just going to have to, uh, you know, plead your case with your boss and go to work at 3 in the morning. You know, and, and, and <laughs> you're always there with the solutions for the good listener. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. They were good. But that, that leaf one was the best. Yeah. Pretty yeah, good. Pretty good customer. for sure. So keep an eye out for that on uh, all the uh, April 1st gags that might be out there. And uh, I was thinking about commutes today when I was listening to the news here in Ottawa. And it really talks about where we're at with COVID because so the Transit Commission here in Ottawa is meeting and it looks like they're going to have to cut back and eliminate a bunch of bus routes. And obviously that's 
affecting uh, quite a few people. But the reality is with COVID, there's so many people working at home now, they're not commuting anymore. Like people are complaining, I can't lose my bus route. I I rely on it for school. I rely on it for work. It's like, yeah, but we also have to be uh, accountable to the taxpayers of the city. And if there's two people on a bus, well, we can't continue with that. And uh, it's really, this whole thing, I think is going to change forever, even after COVID is in our rearview mirror, or it becomes something like a cold flu and COVID season. We just sort of lump it in with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't think this is ever going to get back to where we were, honestly. Yeah. You know, the really odd thing was, um, you know, when COVID hit and people were freaking out, uh, you know, first of all, for their safety or what, what was this thing? What is it? What's going to happen with it? And then, and then of course, as people sat back and had time to think, it's like economically here, what, what's going to take place? And what has taken place is what they said, Will, you know, about restaurants and small businesses and stuff like that, right? What, what became really strange is this, is the house market. We've talked about it several times, right? Mm-hmm. That everything was going to drop. Everything's going to go in the tank. And for some reason, the, the real estate market is going through the roof, uh, partly because of the low interest rates, right? But then you got to ask yourself, why? How, how, is, how is that happening that people are paying 20 and 30% above list prices. Yeah. Uh, in COVID time when no one's supposed to have any money. And investments, you know, no, my, my investments are doing really, really well right now. And that, I, I kind of thought that it would go in the other direction, right? Because we talk about, you know, job losses and we talk about companies having a hard time as everybody's habits are changing and uh, everything's transitioning right now. Meanwhile, the, in, like my portfolio is doing pretty well. And well, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. And I think that's true for most people. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know. I don't have a portfolio, so I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, uh, mine went to the best dealer in town, Stevie, all those years. Yeah, that's where my portfolio went. Um, I wonder if he's investing it. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, if he, if he uh, was prudent with the money. Um, anyway, anyway, so that becomes curious, right? And, and uh, you know, I think probably it's, uh, you know, a lot of offices had to shut down, right? Yeah. They were, you know, to stick to the protocols. Uh, that would have been put in place. And I think maybe they look up and go, you know, we, that's a big overhead, right? Running an office and and everyone's been forced to stay at home. Uh, and it's, you know, it's funny what you can do when you have to. Yep. You know, when you, when you have to do it, what you can pull off. And, and so I bet, uh, you know, businesses have still gone on. Some are doing okay. You know, some, some are, many are doing okay. You know, and, and many other ones, I guess, are not. But so I think they look at it and go, you know what? Uh, I'm, we're going to, we're going to stay at home a lot more. We're not, we're not going to go out and I can work from home. And I guess it's probably a big write-off if you set up an office at home. And, and so people would say, okay, fine, but we just need a bigger place and, and off we go. So maybe that's the surge. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that's my thought on it anyway. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, okay, so we should move into uh, some sports talk here. By the way, um, before we do, though, uh, on this topic of recommended TV shows, I don't know if I recommended it to you or not. I think I did. But uh, Ted Lasso, please watch that. You'll really enjoy that. Trust me. T- trust me. Trust it's me. called Ted Lasso? Yeah. Ted okay. Lasso. It's Jason Sudeikis from Saturday Night Live fame. And uh, not only did I just devour it, but... I was just thinking about it yesterday because I'm watching, I'm going back and watching YouTube video of certain scenes here and there. I just, I just saw a video on my timeline. I'll click on that. And then I, I spent about 40 minutes just going through great scenes from Ted Lasso. 
So I said, I got to let Jimmy know about that one if I, I have did. not already. Is he a, is he an agent? Is that what you said? No, Sports he's agent? a soccer coach. He's remember that whole thing about he was he's basically a kind of a redneck f- football coach in the uh, college ranks in America, and he gets an opportunity to coach a big time soccer program over in England. And uh, well, it's really? hilarious. It's full of hearts. It's fantastic. Really? Anyway, yeah. Okay, I love that. Okay, yeah, you will love it. Uh, just that, and I can recommend it in the same strength that I recommended Shit's Creek. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take a time out of the program. When we come back, we'll get into some sports talk. Uh, Connor McDavid in the news, as is Eric Carlson. We'll get to that after these words. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans right up to the big F-750. So whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Pico is Ottawa's home for authentic, old-school, custom-crafted Neapolitan-style pizza without all the fuss and expense of fine dining. Pico is so delicious. Quick and easy, fresh and healthy, and made with the highest quality ingredients. You can craft your own thin-crust pizza masterpiece with unlimited toppings for only $15, and by the way, ready in 90 seconds. Pico. Use the Pico app and save on third-party app fees, 236 Richmond Road, 170 Metcalf Street, and the new location at 305 Rideau. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. So Connor McDavid in the news today, in that in the Tuesday night game against the Montreal Canadiens, as the Oilers are getting worked over by Montreal, by the way, Connor McDavid comes through the neutral zone as... Uh, Jesper Kotkaniemi of the Habs uh, has just dished off a pass and is kind of admiring his pass in and around the red line. And McDavid comes up and basically takes a couple of strides after the puck is gone and appears to launch an elbow square into Kotkaniemi's chin. And everybody reacted swiftly on that as social media, as they often do, suggesting maybe there should be a suspension there. And he ended up today just moments ago before we flipped on the mics here, getting a $5,000 fine from the NHL, which has led to a lot of eye rolling across the league. What did you think? Well, you're almost better not to fine him, you know? Um, you, you know, it's... Well, first of all, I, I think it's suspendable, you know, and, and here I am in Oilerland, you know, but... How many uh, games? Well, you've got to get a couple of games for that. You know, I, as you know, I'm I'm not I'm not real big on that shit. I'm I'm not real big on it. Russ and I talked about this week. You and I have before about the dirty stuff, and you know, and Russ is kind of the barometer. You know, it's like that's the way it is. That's the way that's the way the game is. It's high speed. Guys are gonna have their head down. You know, the stuff's gonna happen. Uh, but you know that Wilson hit the, the guy from the Capitals who got seven games. You know, I I agreed with that. I I think it was terrible. You know, it was terrible. Uh, the 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 elbow that you know when you take a snapshot of that you sent it to me 
it's like, okay, the, the elbow's not just flailing away, okay? It is it is propped up, lined up through the through the sights, okay, through the crosshairs, and I'm gonna get you boom right there with the elbow yeah. in the head. Total intent. Uh, I think so. I think so. Well, um, so I think it's suspendable. Okay, so they don't do that. Um, they, they, it sets them back, Steve. Okay, like all the if you're a referee or you're the the league office for player safety, okay, all you're hoping for is something really obvious. Okay, you don't wish this stuff to happen, but if it does, cut and dry, Stevie lets these guys sleep at night a lot better. You know. Right, that that it's there's no argument here. I'm not going to get a bunch of flack from from the team or or fans or whatever. And and same thing with refereeing. You know, when there's the cut and dry penalties, right? The, the refs take it on the chin, man. When there's not, right? When they and and this week, right? The the peel guy and all that stuff. We got this discretionary sort of sort of calling, but that thing's cut and dry. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I'd go. I think I'd go a game or two as well. Um, I think uh, you know, there's not a lot of history there, so. If he's Tom Wilson, I'd probably go considerably more than that. But I would have gone a game or two just because the intent was there. I saw some people going, well, Kotkaniemi got got up right away and uh, maybe he didn't land the blow as, as hard as he thought he would. But uh, I, I think you have to penalize to some degree the intent. And the intent there was a, a, an upset hockey player. His team's getting worked. And I don't know if Kotkaniemi had done something to provoke it earlier. I only saw the highlight. But uh, this was clear intent. He was he really wanted to take his elbow and do damage. Right. And so even though he didn't really do damage, didn't look like Kanyemi was that bad off, so what? You, you right. penalize the intent because what could have happened is the guy's out on his feet. He you know, lands on his face on the ice. It could have been really, really ugly. And the NHL has to deal with it in those terms. But instead, they worry, oh, well, you know, little Bobby got, uh, you know, oiler tickets. Well, not that. Not that there's tickets to be had, but generally that seems to be the way they deal with it. They don't want to take their stars out of the lineup because their fans love the superstars. Well, so what? Yeah, It's part of the deal. Trades happen. Uh, injuries happen. Guys come out of the lineup all the time, and suspensions are part of that as well. The fan base understands that completely. Yeah, and I agree, right? The, the league is saying, okay, don't, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try our best here not to take you out of games, okay? We don't. We don't want to be the one to do that, right? But, but, you know, don't you do it, okay? Don't, don't, don't make it easy for us, you know. And then, and then kick your, your, you know, every everyone freaking out, kicking and screaming, going, you know, you can't suspend that guy. You can't suspend that guy. Well, it's like, okay, we can't on a on a fifty fifty call. But let's have a look at that thing again. You know, give us yeah. a break. Give me a break. You know, and that whole argument, Steve, about, you know, well, the guy got up right away and didn't get hurt. You know, so you 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 got to give him less of a penalty, less of a suspension, less of a fine, right? That's that's the equivalent, Steve, of driving impaired, smashing someone, you know, head on, hitting someone head on because you're drunk and nobody got hurt. Yeah, and they're and then them saying, okay, well, we're not going to give him the the full deal here with the law because nobody got hurt, you know, or texting and driving and smashing into someone, you know, as a you know, she, you should have your license suspended, right, for that stuff. Um, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just that's just a dumb argument, you know, yeah. uh, that, that the guy didn't get that hurt, so, you know, no no penalty. He also should be careful, too, because, I mean, part of the reason we have suspensions is you know, you're looking after player safety, 
And the players that the league is always most wor- worried about is the safety of guys like Connor McDavid, like the elite of the elite, maybe the greatest hockey player, not just now, but maybe ever. That's a discussion you can have. And the, and the league wants to make sure that guy stays healthy. And now he's going to run around and behave like that. I think you start to put a target on yourself if you're going to start doing things like that. If you well, don't want a target to be on you, not, not that I know that McDavid gets targeted enough, and that's part of the whole fighting thing too. Uh, you, you eliminate fighting, then it's kind of open season on guys like McDavid. But, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about Brad Marchand, who's another elite player. Nobody thinks twice about running that guy because he's a weasel himself. Uh, I'm not saying McDavid is anywhere close to that, obviously, but you do that kind of thing enough like he did in that game on Tuesday night against Montreal, the target will come. Right. Well, here's the here's the bigger problem, Steve. So if I was the commissioner, right, and and I'd say, whoa, 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 here you're not giving that guy suspension. What happens tonight, Steve, in the games when guys start flying around there with their elbows up, you know, and and aiming at guys' heads, and you know they call a penalty or or uh, uh, they're they're going to suspend the guy, and he just takes that snapshot of Connor McDavid, right, and brings it in and goes, you can't suspend me for that, right. Right. So it's setting them back, man. It's setting them back. And like I say, all they want is a clear cut thing. And they got a clear cut thing to, to make a statement. I'd normally agree with you if the NHL Department of Player Safety was run by logic. You could absolutely bring a still <laughs> a still photo of Connor McDavid and say, well, you, that was five thousand dollar fine. Uh, and I did the same thing. Uh, they'll just say, well, that's Connor McDavid. But right. That's the reality. He's Connor McDavid. And you're uh, Billy Gallardo, right? So right, right. It's really and, not and fair. W- you might as well not find him. That's what I was saying earlier. It's five I grand, agree. five grand. I, I mean, why find him at all? You know? Yeah. I, I don't know what the amount is. Fifty G's. I don't. I don't know. That's pretty stiff fine, I guess. You know. But no, it's five grand. That's it. It's stupid. That's it's the stupid. max. Can you believe that? Five thousand dollars is the absolute max that you can throw at a player, and a player like Connor McDavid who makes the dough he does. That's just something he could easily find under his couch cushion yeah, i'd be i'd be running around all day all day with my elbows way up in the air you know yeah Connor with 20 games five it costs him 100 grand and he can elbow someone in the head every game for the next 20 now speaking of superstars i'm keen to hear your reaction to eric carlson news conference a couple of days ago he's uh it's a standard zoom deal he's by himself in front of the microphone the camera's trained on him. We're watching on Zoom, and the reporters get to ask their questions. On the one hand, the guy's like munching on an apple into the <laughs> microphone. And uh, and then on top of that, a San Jose reporter, I assume he's a San Jose reporter, I really don't know, uh, has, has, he has this as a question to one of the best defensemen of his generation. All right, Eric, is that the best offensive game you've ever had? Uh, two goals and essentially a hat trick when the game winner in the shootout? Uh, Not even close. <laughs> Shank. That's one loud apple. Uh, we didn't doctor the audio on that at all, but uh, honestly, I-, I thought that was outstanding. Yeah, I'm on. I- I'm with you on that. Yeah, I- I'm with you on that, you know. Uh, I feel for those guys what they have to go through every every game, you know. After every game, especially, I don't, I don't think San Jose is playing that well, are they? Are they having a no? Crappy- and uh, and Eric Carlson's not exactly lighting it up these days either. Right, right. So um, you you probably don't want to take that answer when your team's shitty, 
you know, you probably don't want to, it's like, really, dude, are you, are you going to, you know, is this really the time for me to be bragging about good games or not? So I get, I get it. The Apple thing is like, what? That would drive me bananas if I was, you know, the, the, the press, the, <laughs> the media guy for the team, you know, uh, who's constantly trying to line up interviews, right, for the press. You get these guys like, give me a break, pal. Give me a break, yeah. I, th- I thought it was funny. No, his answer, I love his answer. Yeah. Not even close. You know, not even close. It's yeah. great, great answer. It was yeah. dismissive and everything. It is a bit rude, I suppose. But, it, you know, it's, it's also a little bit rude to not know who Eric Carlson is. This guy is, I think, uh, he's got two Norris trophies. He's been runner-up on a couple of occasions. He's had, he was like one year, I think it was around uh, 2016, he closed out the year like fourth overall. Not, not among defensemen, fourth overall in NHL scoring with 82 points. And uh, wow. yeah. so it's a basically my point is it's a it's a hockey reporter who's not really doing his homework and asking a question like that. And the guy didn't you know, the guy didn't tune him up forever. Is he you have any idea who I am? I'm right. Eric Carlson and you're right. some two bit reporter who doesn't know anything about hockey. I think he accomplished all that with those three little words. Not even close. Right. Right. And and although people might think it's rude. Uh, put yourself in the player's position in, in, you know, in a town where you play hockey and the, and the media stuff you got to read the next day after bad games. Right. It's like, I just want to freaking throat punch somebody. Right. It can be cruel. It's a cruel world, man. The media. So yeah. Not a good day to be a shark fan these days. Like you were talking about it. Uh, they, they had no idea this was coming in the fall of 2018. They thought they had the next, piece of the puzzle or the thing that would put them over the top. San Jose has been competitive for so long. They've gone to a Stanley cup finals. We brought in Eric Carlson in 2018. This is it. And they gave up a King's ransom as it turns out. And Ottawa was reaping the benefit of that guys like Tim Stutzla and Josh Norris, but San Jose was good with it because Hey, this is the final piece of the puzzle. And they had, they had one okay year and now they're a mess. And Eric Carlson is a shell. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how things are going to turn around there, especially when you've got Carlson hooked up for another six years at a massive contract. So right. interesting times for the San Jose Sharks. When we come back here, got a great NBA story uh, that we want to talk about that you uh, brought to my attention about Russell Westbrook in response to a Stephen A. Smith crack the other night. And we'll also get into um, what was the last thing I wanted to hit? Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, Michael Strahan. The gap is gone. We'll get to that after these words. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house? How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. How would you like to win your own home gym right now? Popeye Supplements, along with Fitness Depot in Ottawa and Beyond Yourself, are teaming up to give away a custom home gym valued at $5,000. Timing's running out, though. It's on until April 4th. You can fill out a free ballot online. And for every Beyond Yourself product you buy at Popeye's, you not only get 20% off, you get another ballot in the draw. It's the $5,000 Dream Home Gym Giveaway at PopeyesOnlineOrders.com. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford at Jim K. Ford. 
Get behind the wheel and hit the road in a new 2021 model with great features like available Ford Copilot 360 driving technologies. You'll find all of the latest innovations that are made available for new Ford vehicles. Visit Jim K. Ford and ask about great offers on models like the Escape, the Edge, Explorer, Ranger, and F-150. Only at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or check out their online showroom at jimkford.com. And compared to this time last year, the Ottawa residential home market is up 27%, an average sale price of $717,000. Curious to know what your home is worth? Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free, no-obligation estimate. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. I promised myself I was never going to watch Fresh Prince again when they swapped out Aunt Viv's. But truth be told, as long as they let Carlton do his thing, I was always going to take him in and just sit right there. Uh, sidebar, Alphonse Ribeiro, the greatest physical comedian of the 19th, 20th, and 21st century. Case in point, right here. All right, let's close it out. By the way, that's a little from Ted Lasso, courtesy of Apple TV. We want to close it out today with a neat response from Russell Westbrook. He and his wife Nina fired back at ESPN analyst Stephen A. Smith via social media today. Uh, earlier today, Smith said he didn't care that Westbrook broke the Washington Wizard franchise record for triple doubles after he recorded his 16th on Monday. And Smith took issue with the Wizards' then 17 and 28 record and the fact that this isn't the first time Westbrook has played on a team that has fallen short. And Westbrook had quite a bit to say about that. And I know, Jimmy, you agree with me that that was a fantastic response. Quickly, it reads, um, this is uh, Joel Potter, some guy who writes for some service. Uh, whether score. or not Russell Westbrook, sorry? The score. Okay, whether, whether or not Russell, right, that's where I got the story. Whether or not Russell uh, Westbrook ever hoisted Larry O'Brien Trophy, the 32-year-old Washington Wizard guard, always feels like a winner for how his NBA success has enabled him to improve the lives of those in his community. Quote, I'm happy. I was a champion once I made it to the NBA, he told reporters following Tuesday's loss. I grew up in the streets. I'm a champion. I don't have to be an NBA champion. I know many people that got NBA championships that are miserable, haven't done nothing for their community, haven't done nothing for the people in our world. And for me, man, my legacy is not based on what I do on this court. I've, I love that, Steve. I, I love that. I've, I've always, you know, particularly, um, you know, I love the PGA. And if, if you don't win a golf tournament on the PGA, if you're Jordan Spieth, for example, right now, uh, you know, who was one of number one player in the world probably at one time, right? And if you don't win, they're on you like a shot. You know, what's happening to your career? You know, you haven't won anything yet. Ricky Fowler, right? They're all, they're all about him saying you haven't won enough, haven't won a major. And I've always, that's always driving me bananas because, you know, how good is it that you're on the PGA Tour? How good is it you get to play week in, week out? How good is Absolutely. it that you crack the lineup, you know? And and that should be enough, you know? That should be enough. So I, I love this comment from that guy. I, I really do. And I believe him. I believe him. Yeah, and that's uh, what it's about, getting there, you know, making the show. That's what you dream about. I mean, after that, there's obviously athletic goals that you have in there. You, you want to make the playoffs. You want to win a championship, Hall of Fame, all those things. But first and foremost is getting to the show, and he's right. That that makes you a champion because the odds of doing it are so long. And so anybody that gets to you know any of the four major sports that we follow, 
how can you have anything but respect for them? I see people on social media, you know, ripping guys for this and that, you know, um, mm-hmm. but they made it and you, you know, you didn't, right. you know, you just, once you stay on the couch, eat your candy and your popcorn and, and just, and just watch and, uh, you know, put some respect toward these people for the work and the sacrifice and, and the passion that they had for their sport and, and to make it all the way there. Absolutely. He's damn well right in that uh, just to make the league, you're a champion. Right. Uh, and he's a superstar guy, right? I mean, right? He's one of the best players in the league. Oh, you, yeah. you don't have to look very far uh, if you live in Ottawa. Look right look right out your back window. And I think of a guy like Chris Phillips, mm-hmm. you know, who never won a Stanley Cup, who, who dedicated his whole career to Ottawa, who stayed in the community, um, who... Uh, opened a business there, I think, right? I think he's got his brewery. You would know more about this than yeah, I do. Yeah, so Big Ray, he basically uh, was part of the uh, partnership. I don't think he's involved with it anymore, but he was uh, certainly part of the uh, the building of Big Rig. And uh, now, if you can believe it, you probably weren't aware of this, he's part of uh, what, I believe they call it, well, I wish I had, the Ottawa Senators Community Foundation. Yeah, it's not the Sens Foundation anymore, but he's, he's the big wig for that now. So he's talk about, it's not just being part of the community, uh, he is uber involved. So yeah, fantastic example. And I think his wife, right, is pretty active, right, in 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 their causes for charity. Yep. Aaron. Yep. Yeah. And I don't I don't ever recall that guy ever, uh, you know, droning on about saying I never won a cup. I never won a cup. I never won a cup. You know. Uh, so he's a, you know he's an amazing guy, right? And, and so I love this answer. And also, okay, Russell Westbrook goes a little further saying, I know a bunch of guys who made the NBA who are making lots of money who are miserable. And right. by the way, don't do anything to help anybody. Right. Don't do anything in their community. Have left nothing, no legacy, you know. Uh, so he goes hard. He goes hard at those guys. Yeah. 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 It, may, it may be a tiebreaker if you're talking about a Hall of Famer one day and you say, okay, well, that guy won a title and that guy didn't. If everything else is equal, maybe that would enter into the equation. Right. But a guy like Russell Westbrook, okay, hasn't won the Larry O'Brien trophy just yet. But, uh, yeah, he absolutely was a champion the second he made it to the NBA. I know you got to go. We shall call it quits right there. Any final thoughts today, James? Uh, Stevie, I'm going to go play some April Fools. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to go do some more. I don't don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. By the way, I I think I forgot to tell you that I've changed the publishing time a little bit and that I'm kind of just, we usually record around early afternoon, and once it's ready, I'm putting it up now. Very good. It's technically March 31st still uh, as we record this. But there might be some April 1st listeners, of course, as well. So, you know, it's half and half. But it might be a, it's a good time for me to tell you that. Here's here's the big April Fool, Steve. Okay. I'm going to start doing the show at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool's. Not okay. a chance. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. Yeah. By the way, that's April Fool's every day of the year. I can't believe how long you lasted, by the way, doing the morning show with us from your Edmonton basement two hours ahead. It was bad enough when you were on the Eastern time zone coming in in person to the studio at 87 George. But what was it? I don't know, three or four years where you're in, you know, in your basement in Edmonton. Oh, my God. I can't believe you survived that. Yeah. And drunk and drunk and drunk and doing all sorts of other shit. Just to sleep on a hanger just so I can make it to the microphone. (laughs) As we head out the door today, a reminder that if you're enjoying our show and the fact that we're doing it each and every weekday, it would be fantastic if you'd support the show with a Patreon membership. Jimmy needs his smokes, after all. 
Get a shout-out at the start of an upcoming show or come and hang with us uh, one of our member recordings. Uh, various membership levels as low as the cost of a single pint once a month, so please consider it today. Just click on Patreon Memberships at stevewproject.com. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you next time.